0: This is Andrew Schultz. I'm the sales manager for CHS Ag Services. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success.
1: Good morning. Farm News Time on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Don Wick with Randy Coonan. We'll have updates from Sierra Doctor and Whitney Pittman. It's another cold morning. Temps well, well below zero to start the day. According to N Don Roseville, right now 24 below zero Rugby reports 19 below, Carrington a minus 17 reading, Jamestown minus 15, Wadena 13 below. We have snow that extends from Canada all the way down to Kansas. That includes a large swath across North Dakota, extreme western Minnesota, and eastern South Dakota. The National Weather Service is predicting up to 2 inches of new snow along and north of Highway 2. Two to four inches of snow forecast for southeastern North Dakota and west-central Minnesota. The snow is light and fluffy that will likely result in reduced visibility on
2: the roads. And on, Director Darrell Richeson says the winter outlook is uh, skewed after last week's dump of snow.
3: You know, the problem with the winter forecast is last week, because last week, a lot of areas got between 50 and 75 percent of their winter precipitation in four days. So how do you predict going forward? Because right now, you know, the odds are almost 100 percent that we're going to have a wetter than average winter because of last week. And I would think that I think the rest of the winter would be pretty close to average for precipitation. But again, we're going to finish above average because of last week. (laughs) And last week's snowstorm to me almost guarantees that it's going to be really tough not to have a below average winter with that much of a snowpack in place so early
2: in the winter season. Richardson expects a milder spring pending snowfall amounts.
3: You know my forecast for the spring is cooler than average but drier than average. The thing is because of last week again Last week is, I cannot emphasize enough as a, as a changer. But if we do not get another big storm, then, you know, I don't think the spring flooding would be, there's going to be some, but um, wouldn't be all that bad. And then I think, you know, spring would be um, a little bit drier than average. But the, really the key for the rest of the winter will be, will we get another big storm? Because we get another storm that will dump 10 to 18 inches of snow, it will change the spring forecast quite a bit.
1: A Brazilian investment bank, BTG, is forecasting crude oil prices to push back over $100 per barrel. Demand will increase with China increasing its COVID related, uh, easing its COVID related lockdowns and a strong U.S. activity. BTG says it won't be easy to increase oil supplies because OPEC has little room to increase production and the U.S. has stopped releasing oil from its strategic reserves.
2: The Senate passed the $1.7 trillion omnibus spending bill That bill includes $3.7 billion earmarked for disaster assistance for losses of revenue, quality, and production in 2023. There's $1.5 billion for the Army Corps of Engineers to improve navigation on the Mississippi River and extends mandatory livestock reporting until September 30th of next year. That year-end spending
1: bill includes provisions to promote voluntary conservation practices to reduce high-carbon emissions, the language would allow private sector funds to supplement federal conservation programs.
2: The United States has filed a new request for a dispute settlement discussions with Canada. The U.S. claims Canada violates USMCA tariff rate quota positions for, uh, provisions for dairy. The National Milk Producers Federation and U.S. Dairy Export Council pledged their support for increased market access with Canada. The Minnesota DNR has
1: finalized its vision for wolf management over the next 10 years. Six goals were highlighted in the plan, including maintaining a resilient wolf population and educating the public about wolves. The report says less than 2% of the farms in the wolf area experienced wolf-related livestock losses. The government is involved in wolf management and livestock producers are compensated for losses. Wolf depredation management is described as more intensive than other species. The Minnesota DNR report calls for alternative systems to be considered in the future.
2: Commodity Futures Trading Commission, the uh, CFTC, has ordered CHS Hedging to pay $6.5 million in penalties. CHS Hedging reportedly accepted millions of dollars in margin payments from a rancher in Washington without adequately investing the customer's source of funds or reporting suspicious activities. The scheme lasted from 2017 to 2020. Rancher also involved in the case pled guilty to criminal fraud charges. This is the Red River Farm Network.
1: Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. With the Southern Plains dealing with a historic drought in the Northern Plains, still recovering from one, the pace of cull-cow slaughter has kept the packers busy. Red River Farm Network Farm Broadcaster, Sierra Doctor has more.
0: Kiss Livestock Auction Field Manager Matt Lockenmeyer says the push of cow liquidation has put a glass ceiling on all cattle prices.
1: Uh, I think with the cattle
4: numbers and the liquidation that happened in the south with the drought, you know, down in Oklahoma, Texas, and and that's a big, big cattle area down there. And them guys, you know, have pushed a lot of cattle this summer. And, And that's probably a reason why we haven't seen calf prices where everybody thought they would be is just, you know, there was a lot of cattle moving and still is moving all over. So I think in the long term, I think we're setting on a pretty firm market that that's definitely gonna add some value to these to these cattle, especially later on. I mean it's, it's there, it shows the potential's there, our numbers are down. Um, we're starting to get our cattle and feed reports are coming in where they probably should have been a few years ago.
0: Lockenmeyer is optimistic that demand for replacement heifers will continue to boost female prices.
4: I mean, we had a, a pretty good year, a big turnaround where a guy was able to get some feed. But, boy, when you've got to start feeding early, that makes a lot of guys rethink, you know. I think the bread market's probably changed $350, I think, here in the last two weeks, you know, from what it what it was looking like. just just It's just tough to get cattle in, you know, and, and it makes you really wonder, do I really want to buy some more? Even though, like on the other side, the banks are probably telling them that they need to run some more cattle to make things slow but it's kind of like, do I want to jump in and buy
2: more cattle?
0: Reporting agriculture's business, I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network.
2: Well, not having the right tools makes getting work done challenging, whether you're working on equipment or trying to control weeds in the field. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Whitney Pittman has more.
0: A North Dakota State University study has shown kochia populations resistant to popular burndown herbicides aim and sharpen. NDSU weed scientist Brian Jenks says the issue will limit options to control the weed. We collected kochia seed from some different fields in the western part of the state, and in our greenhouse studies, it appears that uh, these populations have resistance to these herbicides, which is highly unfortunate because we don't have many options to begin with, and now if some farmers don't have these options, of using aim and sharpen, uh, they're really limited on what they can use to control kosher. We do know it is in other areas besides North Dakota. It's primarily a, a no-till issue. It will become a problem for anyone that's using these products. Jenks says research will continue to find the best solutions for controlling kochia in the future. The alternatives that we probably have are some other herbicides, including permoxone, dicamba, or Liberty. Unfortunately, they can only be used in front of certain crops. This chemistry, these fall into a classification with that we call group 14 herbicides. There are others in that group that we are hopeful will still work. Aim and sharpen, control kochia foliarly, whereas there's other herbicides in this chemistry that control the weeds through root uptake. And we have evidence that show that it is very possible root uptake herbicides will still control kochia. We just need to verify that. Reporting agriculture's business on the Red River Farm Network, I'm Whitney Pittman.
1: The growing demand for soybean oil for biofuels is not having a significant impact on food prices. The United Soybean Board partnered with Purdue University on this food and fuel study. The research found the demand for biofuels has had a small effect on retail veg oil supplies, or prices rather, but that was partially offset by lower prices for dairy, beef, pork, chicken, and eggs with the increase in the soybean crush, the availability of soybean meal also increases. That helps drive down the price of animal protein.
2: USDA has announced a $9.5 million investment to support the scale-up of sustainable uh, bioproduct manufacturing in the U.S. The Bioproduct Pilot Program was developed to incite economic activity in the nation's rural areas and lower commercialization of bio based products in the market.
1: USDA's warning against rising highly pathogenic avian influenza cases in recent weeks. South Dakota has seen an influx of positive cases, including a commercial turkey operation in Hanson County. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network.
2: Good morning. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. One of the newest players in the crop nutrition business is azotic. The company's primary product is Invita, which is a patented nitrogen fixation biological that can be applied in-furrow at seeding or as a post-emergence foliar spray.
3: It's getting inside, so it's living inside the plant. A lot of biologicals are working in or around the soil. The soil is a busy spot. There's a lot of competition in there. What's really different about Invita is that it's actually living inside the the cells of both the roots and the leaves.
2: Global product manager Tom Trogano says Envita allows farmers to reduce the reliance on uh, syngethic fertilizers.
3: This bacteria can fix nitrogen inside the cells of both the leaves and the roots throughout the growing season. We've been able to successfully colonize crops beyond corn, doing a lot of work into sugar beets, into potatoes, and of course soybeans as well.
1: Don Develder started his career with Associated Milk Producers Incorporated in 1985 as a field rep in northern Minnesota. At the end of this month, Develder retires as the co op's co president and CEO. The dairy industry has seen considerable consolidation over that time. It wasn't
5: that many years ago, it seems to me, that uh, you know AMPI would have, North Central Region alone, would have had six to 7,000 farms. We have 1,000 farms today. Uh, but, with as much or or more milk and and you see the same thing at the at the processing level with the plants, et cetera. Uh, they continue to get uh, larger and and more efficient,
1: thanks to the global demand for dairy products, Debelder sees a bright future for the dairy industry. If
5: you go back to the dairy products that are really in demand, which is cheese and butter and and whey this is the cheese basket of the us is is here in the in, in the midwest of course uh, the proximity of just the midwest to to the east coast and of course an awful large number of of the folks in the united states live on the east coast so the further uh, you are towards towards that um, market area the better off you are so so the infrastructure here in the upper midwest has has always been strong and it's and it's done nothing but get stronger.
1: Cheryl Meshke, who's been the AMP co president and CEO since twenty fifteen, will continue to lead the company moving forward. Grains and oil seeds higher in the overnight trade. Have a great day. This is the Red River Farm Network.